Alright, BradCooney.com would like to welcome to the show hip-hop recording artist Zone Double O. What is up, brother? What's good, bro? How you doing? I'm good, brother. You doing alright? Man, I'm living and making a dream. You know, everything's all kind of whack with this corona, but we're still doing it. Yeah, man. That's what's up. I, I look at it the same way. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously the the um, COVID-19 virus is pretty it's pretty jacked up, man. It's got the country kind of on lockdown, but that don't mean you have to stop. I'm still doing my podcasts, and you're still doing your making your music, you know? No doubt, no doubt. You got you to keep it moving. Yeah, like man. Like the Underground Railroad. Yeah, here you go. All right, um, I know I know you got a couple new singles, and we'll touch on that in just a second. I just want to back up a little bit and um, just give me a, give me my listeners just a little, you know, a little brief uh, synopsis about how you got into music, like how old were you when you first started, stuff like that. Okay, yeah. So uh, really, you know, always as a, as a as you know, like a middle school teenager, you know how like anybody who love of hip hop you know I was beating on the table you know yeah. uh, uh, listening to different rap songs and stuff like that I was always just a fan of hip hop in general you know various uh, uh, different artists and then uh, one day when I was probably about uh, 19 or 20 I was in the car with some friends you know we were smoking and we was uh, listening to some artists who was out I ain't gonna say their name because it might sound like I'm dissing but I'm not but, uh, but my homeboy was like I started freestyling. He was like, man, you can rap better than that. So, mm. so he was like, man, you should do your own stuff. And I was like, I was like, nah, man, nah. But when he said it, low key, I was like, you know what? Maybe I could do this. Yeah. So I went ahead, I started writing, and then there you go. One thing led to another. <clears throat> I met this cat from, uh, from uh, Boston named Mo, and, and, uh, and he taught me a little bit about uh, how to record, taught me about publishing, taught me about royalties. Mm. about trademarks and copyrights and then there you go I was on my wedding night and then once I got a taste of uh, performing doing a few shows and I was there I was uh, I was hooked up to it yeah man now did this this go down in Beaumont, Texas is that what all this the early early days went down nah this actually went down actually believe it or not you know uh, this went down like in, uh, in Tennessee man I was in oh. I was in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. I, I yeah. had a crazy journey because uh, I was in the military, actually in the military, getting out right now. You know, so well, thank you for I'm your service. Oh, no problem, brother. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. That's what I do. So, but but yeah. So I had this guy, you know, and he put me on. He put me onto this, you know. So I was like, okay. So yeah, man, that's good stuff. Now, now, where are you at now? You out on the West Coast? You in L.A.? Where, where are you now? Oh yeah, man. I live out in in, uh, in uh, Long Beach, over yep. in you know, Long Beach, L.A. County. You know. Yep, been there, been to Long Beach, been out to L.A. quite a bit. All right, so then, so then, uh, let's move 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 ahead a little bit. So I saw where you you dropped this uh, seven track EP called King of All Kings. So how that how how yeah. is, is that now is that is that the EP you're still working off of now, or have you have you, have you moved from that project and you're on a new one? with these other new songs well ironically I'm, I'm still pushing King of All Kings because yep. you know, me as an independent artist you know as I do stuff you know since I don't have like a quadruple million dollar budget yeah exactly you know I push something but then as a new artist you know I'm also a fan so as a fan you know people want you to put out new stuff at the same time so although I want to harp on just maybe one or two songs from that at the same time I gotta keep 
moving because, you know, fans can be fickle and stuff like that. So you got to keep putting out content so that way, you know, you keep people's attention. So I'm still pushing, you know, uh, King of All Kings. You know, how, how King of All Kings came about is because, you know, a lot of folks are always saying, I'm the king of this, the king of that, king of the city, king of the state. And I was kind of saying, you know, I don't want to be the king of the city. I want to be the king of the hmm. state. I want to be the king of all kings so they can have that. Let me be the king of all. You know, so that's how I kind of came up with that concept with, uh, with king of all kings. And, and I tried to show that, uh, lyrically as well as I put it down on that. And yeah. then, uh, as far as my new stuff, you know, right now I just, uh, March thirteenth, we just dropped Cuddy Buddy. Cuddy Buddy, that's the that's the, now you got Cuddy Buddy and you got Respect My G. Now Cuddy Buddy's first. Yeah, Cuddy Buddy's first. Uh, Respect My G. We're looking at dropping that sometime in May. So Respect My G is coming uh, right off the shoot, right after. There you go. Right now everything on deck is with uh with Cuddy Buddy. You know we got the video with uh uh, uh directed by Drip Drizzle. You know that's a pretty dope video. We just we just dropped the video and the record at nice. the same time. So. Yeah. Now give me the backstory. What's the song about, Cuddy Buddy? Uh so so Cuddy Buddy. Man, how can I explain Cuddy Buddy? Cuddy Buddy's like extra beefy when you hear it. When you hear it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, being from Texas. You know, I grew up, you know, like listening to like a whole bunch of various artists. You know, uh, I mean, because I also, also lived out here in Cali too, but uh, well, the UGK and stuff like that. So it kind of has a little bit of a UGK. Vibe, but I still kind of at the same time not UGK it's, it's all me you know what I'm saying but but you can pick up the remnants of that that type of stuff but the song is like a friends with benefit type vibe okay you know um, uh, you know you're sitting there it's, it's fun it's aggressive it's, it's brash it's, it's kind of in your face it's a little nasty I, I admit that I got a radio version for it too. <laughs> I hear you for people you know because I understand you know you gotta make your money right so you yeah. just like go way out there so that way a person like you can go ahead and help help me get my music out to the masses but yeah it's just really a dope uh fun song and it's uh but at the same time it's witty and it's barred out the whole time i mean it's bar after bar after bar and if you hear me bar out on that imagine how i bar out on my on my other stuff when you respect my g if you go listen to uh king of all kings you know you listen to that and you know that the that the penmanship is real yeah now, Cuddy Buddy, where'd you guys shoot the video for it? Uh, so, Cuddy Buddy, we shot the video uh, in uh, downtown Los Angeles. So, uh, uh, shout out to Electric Pony uh, uh, Studios. You know, we uh, we went over there and shot the video. And then uh, I shot it at, at a private person's establishment. So, uh, shout out to Devin. You know, uh, she held me down with that. So, we shot it over there. That was, uh, it was, it was, it was an epic, uh, epic scene when we did that and then as far as just recording the song you know I did the song at you know Paramount Recording Studios yeah I saw that that's and, nice uh, Hollywood yeah Hollywood California uh, shout out to uh, uh, CJ Gaston you know that's, that's my sounding uh, sound engineer you know you can't be nothing without your sound people you know yeah. what I'm saying because your sound people if you don't got your sound right you don't got nothing so so shout out to CJ you know so dope setup and I just I just learned that you know when it comes to uh Music, you gotta invest in yourself, cause if yep. you don't really like, uh, if I want other people to believe in me, then I gotta, I gotta be willing to go all in for this. Yeah, that's a great point, you know, cause people, you know, real, real hardcore music fans, they can tell when something's a piece of shit, when something's, you know, slapped together, 
You know what I'm saying? And and they can tell the difference when somebody actually puts some money into that, you know, man, and gets a nice project out. Well, yeah, because my whole thing is like I know some people and I talk to them and I love my friends, you know, but it's it's a difference between having a friend who wants to rap and somebody who wants to do it. Like I love doing music, but at the end of the day, I get like pissed off yeah. when my fuck approach me and they say, "Hey, hey, do you do music as a hobby?" I'm like, you know, all the money I'm putting into this, no, man, this ain't a hobby. Nah, hell no. I'm really trying to like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to like, you know, get this in. So you know, so sometimes I'm, I'm telling people they're like. You know, I'm gonna record this on my phone. I'm like, nah, you nah. gotta approach this like this, and, and they'll tell me about such and such who blew up like this, and I'm like, I'm not worried about what such and such is doing. I'm worried about when I give you something. You know, I'm giving you quality every time when I'm giving you something. That's what I want to do is give you quality. Have my name be associated with that. It's like you know, you can't. It's like having a shitty card ran, and then yeah. as soon as somebody see you with it, it don't matter what type of discount they give you, and you're like, it's a shitty card. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. Now the Paramount building is that? Oh, is that is that Paramount Studios? Is that in that huge Paramount building where the record company is in oh, Hollywood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so it's in Hollywood. They got Studio A, Studio Studio B, Studio C, D, and they got production booths and stuff like that. Yeah. Me, I recorded in a Studio B over there. You know, so it was like I said, it was it was dope, man. Because you know, like like typically, you know, I ain't gonna lie. Before, you know, I was trying to do stuff like the. I was trying to get it for the low, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was of like, course. Hey, man, this person said he'll give me a deal. He'll he'll let me get it for like fifty dollars an hour. But like that scene in hustle and blow, like you say, quality's gonna cost you, you know. And you do you you really do get what you pay for. So when you go over there, it's just a different level on how they do stuff. Like you don't have to worry if the stuff's gonna be right because the stuff is right. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you're going, the stuff is right. Like they put the time, they're meticulous. But also, you got to go over there and be ready, you know. So when I go into the booth. You know, it's, it's not me going over there to write my song. My song is written. You know, I'm not sitting there trying to rehearse it because, once again, when I want people to go all in, when I'm trying to get the bag, I got to show them that I'm serious. And one way I can show you I'm serious is when I go there, when I lay it down, you're like, oh, man, he got mm -hmm. everything jumping out the skillet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember. I, I'm pretty sure the hustle and flow in the movie. Remember when the... Old dude, he had to go into the neighbor's house just to tell him to turn the damn music down, and he had to pay him off to do it. Remember that? Remember that scene? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a great movie, man. I, I love that movie. Uh, all right, so let's talk about this next this next track that you're about to drop. Respect my G. G give me the that was also recorded at Paramount, right? Uh, yeah, and as soon as it's Corona, it's over with. You know, I got like three or four. Out to shoot because what I'm really doing is doing like uh, I'm doing like the slow rollout of uh, King of All Kings Reloaded. So that's really what I'm doing. I'm trying to give, I'm trying to give you one song every like month, a month and a half, and then yeah, have a culmination of those those songs and taking a few off of that King of All Kings, the original, and kind of going, okay, bam, check out me as a whole, like what I'm coming with. So respect my G is basically saying, you know, uh. Respect my G, you know, I'm a little bit different from other people, but I really do this. And what I'm saying is like the way I'm coming is like, um, I'm saying some people don't really get my style, you know what I'm saying? Because my style is, you know, I can get on a trap beat, I go hard, but you know, I have my own, I have my own lane that I try to be in. You know? so, so to give you a few lines off of it, yeah. it starts off as like, King of all kings for climate change is for a Republican. Some niggas won't get it. And even if they do, 
they pride in the way so they never could admit it. They never gonna admit it. I cop it on. You know, and, yeah. and, I, and I keep going on there too. I like that. But 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 it's just to try to like let people know like 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 hey, it's a different way I do it. So if you didn't because I know some people might have heard the King of All Kings joint and it was a little bit different than what I dropped in May. Because you know, actually I dropped two albums last year. Wow. I dropped that legend that you never knew in twenty nine uh in May of twenty nineteen and then I came right back at it in October and I dropped King of All Kings. So that that legend you never knew was a little bit uh raw, rugged, I mean super raw. You know, it, it was dope. I had did that at Sweet Spot Studios over yeah. there in uh in, in the D C area. Um, uh, shout out to my boy Nick and my boy Will for hooking me up with that. But like I said, when I came out here I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and uh up the ante a little bit, so that's what we've been doing. Yeah, man. Um, you you gonna shoot a video for Respect My G too? Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to convince Drizzle to go ahead and get down with me to do one. You know, but motherfuckers ain't trying to get fines. You know, I want to yeah. try to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because in L. A. Man, you got to get like a a damn permit for everything. I mean, you got to get a permit to take a picture. Got to get a permit to like uh, shoot a video and stuff like that. So, so I mean, it, it could be some simple stuff, and that roll up on you, and yeah. you, know, you get fine. It's a whole big old hassle. So, I mean, right now, you know, and plus we want everybody to be safe with everything that's going on. So, I mean, I joke about it, but I know it's a serious thing, and yeah, people's health and stuff like that. Of course, man, it's serious. But you know what? If you can't, if you can't joke about it a little bit, I mean, it's it's actually therapeutical just to have a couple of laughs about it. You know, yeah, I saw that's something. That's true. Like, that's what I'm, I saw something funny uh, yesterday. I think it was where I saw one of those memes that it said, uh, "It said if I die for touching my face, I'm gonna be really pissed after all the stupid shit I did in my life." <laughs> real, <laughs> real talk. I feel yeah. you on that. You know, I was telling somebody, me, I said, "Hey, you know, uh, tell me if a bad bitch came through and she was at your door and she had the corona, if you still with some ass." And then they was like, they was like. Man, no, you <laughs> <laughs> anyway, depending on what she looked like, man, you have to think about it for a second. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe. <laughs> I was like, I was like, she's still a bad bitch, though. So, I mean, I would go ahead and dive into it and be like, you know, I probably have a mask on doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'd be masked up like designers, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'd that's masked up, you know. So. That's funny. That's funny. Um. All right, so. What's next, man? I mean, you got you, you sound like you're a busy cat, man. You got a lot of a lot of irons in the fire. Um, obviously, we got, we got to wait for this whole coronavirus thing to to, to, to get past us. But what do you want to do once once the you know once the coast is clear on that? What do you want to do for the rest of the year, man? Going towards 2021. Ah, uh, man. What I want to do towards uh, going towards 2021, man. I want to make sure first uh, I blow up these singles that I dropped, so that way I can end up at a Grammys. I can end up back at your show again and really talking my cash, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I told you I was, yeah. I was really that guy, you know what I'm saying? But, but, uh, more importantly, I just want to keep refining my craft, having fun with it, but also finding other people who I can collaborate with and build with. Yeah. Like for me, I mean, I love doing music, but at the same time, I want to make sure, you know, there's people who I bring up with me because there's people who, you know, I definitely love when it comes to music who I admire, like their their hustle. When you look at like a Jay Z, a Fifty Cent, or an Ice Cube, or yeah. or you know even like a, a, a Eminem, because those people, I think, what makes them 
even more epic than like a lot of other people. It's like they not only did it, but they put other people in a position yeah. where they can um, also get the same thing with Rick Ross. You know, I mean, you get it's not like a lot of people who do that. It's like a lot of people they do it, and it's really just about them. And there's nothing wrong with that because hey, you know, when you're on an the airplane, they tell you in case of turbulence. You got to put on your mask first. You can't save somebody else unless you save yourself. So I get that. But when it comes to, to like legacy, I mean, not only just was your song popping, but how, how you affected the hip hop yeah. game and stuff like that. So, so, so who you can pass it off to and stuff like that. Yeah. While you were, t- while you were talking, I was thinking about, cause I'm pretty sure like Dr. Dre is the one that gave Eminem his shot, right? Isn't he the one that brought in Eminem? Yeah. 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 You know, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then Eminem turned around and gave 50 Cent his shot. Yeah, and he paid it for it. And then 50 Cent, you know, I mean, he gave the cast in, in, in like, yeah. the same opportunity. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, you end up, once you do that, it, it ends up getting infectious or infectious because, you know, because people, you know, they want to sit there and say, hey, man, I ain't asking you for nothing. I'm just saying pay it for it. So you pay it for it. And then that's how we all win in hip-hop to me, you know. It's, it's like... I mean, yeah, we want to be competitive. Everybody want to be the best of something. But at the same time, you know, we want at the same time, you know, lift other people up. Yeah. And give other people an opportunity to, like, uh, bring their family to a different situation. And that's good for the whole industry, man. If everybody, if everybody can, have that, can have that mindset, it just keeps the industry going. It keeps the, it keeps the genre going. It, it, it just keeps the fire lit. Yeah, because like I was saying to somebody, it's so funny, you know, I, I was I, I was, saying, I was, I was saying to somebody just the other day, think about it. I mean, hip-hop music, we're the only industry where, you know, entertainment industry, that is, where we kill each other because I rap better than you. I yeah, I rap better than so you. so stupid. Like, like, you'll never see, like, you know... Uh, you ain't, you ain't going to see Garth Brooks go, go shoot, Tim, you know, Tim McGraw over some shit like that. Exactly. <laughs> or, or you ain't going to see, like, a damn... Uh, uh, you ain't gotta see LeBron and, you know, uh, Russell Westbrook or, or, you know, or Giannis going, I'm gonna meet you in the street. Oh, you think you're a better baller than me? Yeah. Nah, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta respect that competitive edge that yeah, both of them got. Exactly. But at the same time, you know, they're gonna sit there, they're gonna tip their hat at, at the end of the day when a person, uh, really go and get it, you know, so. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Um, what about live performing? You plan on hitting, hitting the road, in, in, you know, next, later this year, doing some shows and stuff? Oh, yeah, no doubt. So my big thing was, I, I really, I, I so bad, uh, yeah, my guy, uh, Eric, you know, my manager, you know, he was sitting there, he had already linked up some stuff for me to go to South by Southwest, and then, you know, this whole, you know, that stuff got shut down, so I was kind of looking forward to that, you know, I thought that would have been a a great way to, you know, bring oh, yeah. out Cuddy Buddy, you know what I'm saying? So that would have been a great way. That would have been like a nice little audience and stuff like that. So uh, we definitely got to do that, you know. And, and then what I want to do is, you know, try to get on some of these other other radio stations and, and bar out a little bit and show them, you know, uh, uh, some of the skills. Because, you know, a lot of times, like I said, when people hear a song like Cuddy Buddy, it's easy to confuse you with, with just that lane. So I tell people my my style is I have no style. Like I'm very versatile. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like like you can get a cutty buddy, but you can get something that's on level of, uh just like a Nas or 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 a Benny Siegel or a Meat Mill or something like that. But the thing is it's all me when you hear it, it's all me. You don't hear it and be like, This person is like this, this person is like that, but it's the it's the energy, it's the vibe, it's the it's the feel. Cause really 
music is like what to me is what somebody is saying and how it makes you feel because a lot of people can have a dope delivery and be like be like chicken noodle soup chicken noodle, and people can like it you know they can keep saying that and that's cool that, that works with how they shoot their shot but for me I want you to hear my music and say well Kim I wonder how it came up with that like like I have like this song on uh on my first album and I said what's bars bars is when Marshall Mathis goes ooh you know what I'm saying so like yeah it's somebody who's like living legends you like yeah that's a great I like that little hook right there man you make a legend like that say ooh you know you you, you know you're on some you, you're onto something then you know at that point yeah yeah so that's it that's like I mean if I get that dude to say something like that yeah. gotta, I mean that's my drop I don't gotta say anything else I said it also so that's really like you know um when I do it, like, I try to just be me. And, and like I said, the thing is, it's not necessarily like, I don't, I'm not like a sack chaser where I'm sitting there going, well, I see like the latest thing somebody's doing. And I go, well, let me go try to make a song like this. Nah, yeah. that's not what I do. I just, I just do what I do. And I say, okay, if I can build a fan base who, who fucks with me on this, then they're going to uplift me because really, you know, it's going to be the fans who like make or break you at, at the end of the day and then you give them the right type of product and being consistent. Yeah. Because, you know, like I said, from the jump, if you want somebody to believe in you, I mean, you got to drop shit, but you also got to be consistent and and you got to do what you say you're going to do. So, if I'm not going to like, uh, if I'm going to come through with some Mickey Mouse bars, then I'm going to get a Mickey Mouse response. Yep. I got, I want to share a quick ooh moment for you. So I had a, a podcast that I was doing. I interviewed the actor that played Tupac in the movie Straight Out of Compton. This is wow. this is some years back now. This is like right after the, this is right after the movie hit the theaters. And um, his name is Mark Love, the actor. He, and if you saw the movie Straight Out of Compton, the guy that played you know Tupac had a pretty small role in that film. He was just showed up when they did the. Remember when Snoop Dogg was in the studio? And Tupac yeah, yeah, is in yeah. there. Remember that little scene? So, mm-hmm. Mark loves the actor. And he looks just like Tupac, man. It's un- unbelievable how much he looks like Tupac. That's, and that's a big reason why he got the part. But anyway, I had him on my podcast show and I asked him what the highlight of that whole experience was for him. Like, what was the, what was the highest moment for you being part of such a, you know, a big film and, you know, with a legendary, you know, story to tell? Not him per se, but the whole, Straight out of Compton story. And um, he told me, you know what? He goes, the, the biggest moment for me wasn't during the film. It was after the film was uh, finished. I'm like, really? And he says, yeah, I was, we, were at a, uh, we were at a party where it was the cast was there. And it was like a kind of like a watch party type thing. You know, kind of like a premiere type thing. And yeah, yeah. he said that Tupac's mother came up to him and introduced herself and gave him a hug and said and, and she said i just wanted to tell you that you did my son proud and i'm very proud of the performance you did and he he was just yeah yeah dude man every hair in my body stood up when he told me that for real i was like oh my god i mean that you talk about the ultimate honor yeah the late great of Feeney. I, I agree yeah man he said he'll never forget it he said i'll never in my lifetime i'll never forget that moment so that was pretty. I wanted to share that with you, man. That was pretty cool that he, wanted, that he shared it with me. So I like to I like to share that story with other people I talk to. Yeah, that's that's dope right there. Like I said, I only can hope you know. Like I said, I get people to uh, 
I gravitate and respond to uh, my music and my vibe like that. So yeah, man, I'm sure you will, man. You're very talented. <laughs> All right, man. Look, man, I, I enjoyed this, man. I really did. Um, before I let you go, though, I want to give you an opportunity to share any closing thoughts, anything we didn't talk about that you want to get out there, and also tell the listeners where they can follow you and where they can get all your music. Oh, yeah. Once again, you know, Zone Double O, you can, you can find me on IG at The Real Zone Double O. Same thing. You can find me on Twitter as uh, Zone Double O, at The Real Zone Double O. Uh, the music is on Spotify, it's on iTunes, Tidal. Uh, whatever uh, digital platform you listen to, you can go ahead and cop that. Uh, uh, once again, the video is on YouTube. You can go to Zone Double O Music uh, or put Zone Double O Cuddy Buddy. It'll pop up. You know, once again, you know, shout out to my manager, Eric. You know, shout out to my sister. You know, she helped me a lot. My sister, Mia, you know. Uh, and then I got like a host of people, like a, like all the models that come through for me, all the, all the, uh, all the DJs. Um, all the people, all the people helped me on the, on the production scene for my videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my homie Big Crunch out here in Long Beach. You know, he most definitely, you know, held me down, showed me the ropes when I was maneuvering out here in LA. So, you know, it's a million people I could thank, but last but not least, you know, I gotta thank, I gotta thank the fans because anytime I get any type of comment or a text from somebody, then that kind of inspires me and it motivates me to just come that much harder. And then last but not least, homie, I, I, I thank you for giving me the platform. Man, I appreciate you coming on, and I want you to come back, man. As soon as you got something new you want to talk about, we'll get you back on. All right? All right, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. I'll tag you when I when I go live with this. Yeah. All right, man. Have a good night, man.